0: Thank you for checking out the podcast of Eastern Assembly of God in Baltimore, Maryland. If you would like more information about our church, please visit us at www.easternassembly.org. You can go ahead and pull up my message if you would. Today we are going to bring to a close the series entitled What About Monday? And I must tell you... The direction I'm going to go today wasn't the direction when I initially thought about this series, what the closing series would, the closing series message would look like, but I just couldn't get away from the direction God led me. So we're going to just go with that. Is that all right this morning? All right. So the evidence that you love Jesus, just to do a quick review, isn't that you raise your hand on a Sunday morning and shout hallelujah? Although that's okay. It's not that you say amen to the pastor, although that's okay. I appreciate that. The real evidence that you love Jesus is what your life looks like on Monday morning. You you understand? Uh, Any of us can put on a show for an hour on Sunday. But the evidence that it's not a show, that it's a reality, is how you walk on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. We talked about... Preparing spiritually for your week. We talked about asking the Holy Spirit to help you, having daily devotions to stay filled up. We talked about living for Jesus at work. Last week we talked about living for Jesus in front of your family. And today I want to focus on reaching out to people as you go about your daily life that are backslidden. You know, there's, there's a lot of people in our world who've had an encounter with Jesus, and for whatever reason they've fallen off the wagon. You know, the Bible tells us that there'll be many, especially in the last days, who fall away. Look at these words from Jesus. Jesus said, because of the increase of wickedness, could you say that's true in our hour? The love of, this next word has always kind of concerned me, most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end, we'll be saved. Is there anybody in the house determined to stand firm to the end? Come on. You, you understand that when you got saved, you entered into a relationship with Jesus, and all you're going to do is just keep holding on to his hand until that hand graduates you before him uh, when you pass away. Come on, somebody. Amen? Listen, my heart has been grieved through this COVID process, along with many pastors that I talk to. And, and kind of the common thread is, man, there are people that seem very committed and they've fallen off the wagon. Now, I'm not talking about people who've been a little afraid of COVID and they're kind of in the wings, they're still watching online, they're, they're still loving Jesus. I'm talking about people who've just fallen off the wagon. Come on, church. Here's what the Bible says God's heart is to those who fall away. Jeremiah Wrote, return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. It's like a husband whose wife has left him. He's been a good husband. And one day the wife says, I'm just tired. I'm just going to explore the world. And the husband, you know, she goes for a little while. And he calls her and says, honey, why don't you come back home? I still love you. I still, I'll forgive you. Let's start this over again. There's hope for our relationship. Come on. How many know Jesus doesn't walk away from people? People walk away from Jesus. Come on. Amen? See, when a person is truly born again, they enter into a relationship with the Lord. They become family. Amen? Now, they can walk away from the family because they have a free will. But God's heart is always... Come on home. The table's ready. Why don't you come and sit again? Amen? Now, the title of today's message is Be a Fire Snatcher. Be a Fire Snatcher. And I got that title from this verse, which is our text for the day, and I want you to look at it with me. Be merciful to those who doubt. What, What are we supposed to show to a lost world who needs the Lord? We're supposed to be merciful, man. Just be patient. Be kind. Show the love of Jesus. Look at the next part. Snatch others from the fire and save them. I kind of look at this as being what, what we're to do with people who've fallen away from the Lord. They're in danger, man. Come on. Come on, get back here. Your family, come back home. To others, show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. So, the focus of today's message. How many of you know as you go about your week? You probably have some workmates who once walk with the Lord that are backslidden. Some of you have relatives, maybe children who once walk with the Lord. Come on. Anybody in the house know somebody who once walked with the Lord that isn't right at this hour? All right, a lot, a lot, a lot of hands going up. All right. So this message applies to you. All right? Listen, when a fireman goes into a house to rescue somebody. And this picture is taken from South Stricker Street where three, three firemen gave up their lives. And the, my understanding is the reason they went into the house is because when the call went out, the call went out as possible people in the house. And they went into that house while, while, while in, endangered and eventually took their own lives because they cared that somebody might be in there that needed rescues. Come on. God's looking for some folk who are willing to go into the building and cry out to somebody who's in danger. It's time to come home. It's time to get out of here and return to the Lord. Come on, somebody, can you help me this morning? God is looking for some spiritual heroes who aren't afraid to pick up the phone or go visit someone to bring them back to their senses. 2 Timothy 2.26 says that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, who are taken them, who has taken them captive to do his will. When I pastored in the inner city, there was a man by the name of Gene that that came to church and got saved. And this was very early on in my ministry in the inner city, and I would take Gene with me to walk the streets because. God delivered him out of drug addiction, and I didn't have that testimony, but I would, if we were talking to an addict on the streets, and there was many of them in the southwest corner where I was the pastor, where my son now is, and, and I would say, Gene, share your testimony, and he was of great value to me because he would be able to relate in a way that I couldn't. Well, then Gene started kind of falling away. and I, I really cared about the guy. I, I really feel like he was genuinely saved, and I'd go knock on his door. Sometimes he'd answer. Sometimes he wouldn't. One Sunday morning, while I was out picking up people in the van, he came to the church and talked to my wife. And he says, "Tell Pastor Ed to stop coming around because when he comes around, I get convicted." That's why I was coming around. I was hoping that, you know. But listen, but listen, but listen. I, I, I couldn't just let him fall off the tracks without without reaching out in some way and saying, "Gene, Gene, this isn't just about you coming to, to my church." This isn't just about you being one, two, three, number 12. This is, about, this is about the most important thing that ever happened in your life. Jesus came in and formed a relationship with you. This is about making sure that you're still holding on to his hand when you go into eternity. Has anybody listened to me this morning? God, help us all to have that heart. Hey, if they're not ready to come back, you can't make them, but you can let them know you're going to be there when they do, amen? See, it's about their personal relationship with Jesus. It's not so much they've fallen away from church, although I believe church is crucial to helping people walk with God. But ultimately, they've fallen away from Jesus. Look at these verses that speak about going back to the world and the danger of going back to the world after you've had an encounter with Jesus. Listen, to those of you online, thank you for joining us today. It said it would be better if they had not known the way to righteousness than to know it and reject the command they were given to live a holy life. They prove the truth of this proverb a dog returns to its vomit. Anybody in the house grateful that Jesus saved you from your vomit? Come on. Anybody not planning on going back? And another says, a washed pig returns to the mud. The Bible gives us this admonition about reaching out to those who've fallen away. He said, my brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone bring him back. Say someone. That that someone could be you. You understand? Someone bring him back. That that means someone is involved in this process. Somebody cares enough to make that phone call or to knock on that door. We miss you brother. What's going on? It's time to return to Jesus. If someone should wander and someone should bring him back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. If someone, say if someone. Yeah, I pray that someone would be you, it would be me. Now, I also believe it's important that we encourage each other to keep each other from getting to that point. Because all of us go through seasons in our Christian life where we don't quite understand what God is doing. And those become prime moments for the enemy to begin talking. See, God's, you know, God's not coming through this time. Where's God? He's not listening to you. Come on, does that happen? Yeah. Matter of fact, I believe one of the reasons people backslide is because they have thoughts and they feel like if they were to share what they're thinking and the attack that's upon them, their brothers and sisters Lord would think they're crazy. All right, let's just settle this this morning, all right? How many of you ever come under attack? All right, look around. I want to see. If you don't have your hand up, you're an angel. I just want to get a chance to meet you this morning, all right? All right? How many of you ever just get the craziest thoughts sometimes? Just like, where is that coming from? It's crazy. All right. All right. So, so we're all a bit crazy, so look around this morning. It's, it's safe. I'm serious about this if we were all to just open up about some of the battles we face and maybe a time in our Christian life when we were tottering about just just giving up and going back. But somebody prayed for us. Somebody encouraged us. There was a guy that was trying to lose weight and his weakness was donuts. And for numerous days, maybe even weeks, he had gotten victory and passed by the Dunkin' Donuts in victory. And one day in a moment of weakness, he says, well, if there's, if there's a parking spot when I go by, I'll take that to mean the Lord has given me permission to have a donut that day. Well, he rode away with a donut. You know why? Because on the ninth time around Dunkin' Donuts, a spot opened up. <laughs> Listen, there, there's people that are going around the donut shop. And and, and they they may just pull in and that, that spot would take them away from their walk with the Lord. And how I many know it's a lot easier to grab a hold of somebody that's circling the donut shop than it is once they've pulled in and fallen off the wagon. Come on, let's let's encourage one another. Let's help each other to keep following Jesus. It's one of the reasons we gather together to lift each other up and encourage each other. Amen? Maybe we need to adopt a slogan when it comes to just bringing back people. Maybe we'll adopt the Marine slogan, Semper Fi, which means, Casey, where are you? Always faithful. That's a good slogan that we'll always be faithful to serve the Lord and reach out to others. Maybe we'll take the slogan of the French elite troops. Here's their interesting slogan. If I falter, push me on. If I fall, pick me up. If I retreat, shoot me. I think we'll leave that one alone. I think the best slogan we could adopt as fire snatchers is the slogan of the POW, MIA, Prisoner of War, Missing in Action. Anybody know what that slogan is? Leave no man behind. I think that's a good slogan that we need to have when it comes. Come on. I, I've, I've heard hard stories of people who've served the Lord for many years, been part of a local church, struggled, waned in their church attendance, and said not a single person called to ask, where have you been? Are you okay? Now listen, can, can, can I help you this morning? The job of caring for people cannot rest on me alone when a church gets to be our size. Now, I look around. One of the things that helps me is y'all sit in the same seat every Sunday. That helps me out. You know, I kind of I assess things a little bit, a little hard for me to check up in the balcony. I've challenged you before, man. If you sit in a section and people sit around you and you you notice somebody isn't there and you know them, uh, we can help you with information how to get a hold of them. Come on, help me out. Let's care for one another like the Bible says we should. Amen? Well, this morning I want to take you to an Old Testament stories to make a a couple points. missing answers here. Let's encourage each other to keep seeking the Lord. Amen? All right, so I want to take you to... Uh, That should be a good slogan, leave no one behind. Here we go. I want to take you to an Old Testament story about a fire snatching that took place, and we're going to learn some things from it. Here it says, the four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food. Then they went away. They also carried off Abram's lot, nephew Lot, and his possessions since he was living in Sodom. All right now, Lot was of the promised seed. Him and Abraham were related. So what was Lot doing in Sodom? Because Sodom was one donut shop you didn't want to hang around. So- Sodom was an evil place. What-, what eventually happened to Sodom? Yeah, God, God destroyed it. So, so well, you know, what is Lot doing in Sodom? Can I help you this morning? If you want to stay faithful to Jesus... Maybe it would be a good idea not to park your camper in Sodom. Hello. You you, you understand? One of the reasons it's easy to fall is because your feet are hanging over the cliff. That's why it's important to put boundaries and guardrails in your Christian life to help protect you from falling. Can you say amen? All right. Now, let me also ask you this. And we we talked about it, but let me just mention. How would you handle it if someone said to you, I'm thinking about... Buying a home in Sodom. Come on, could, I mean, are you going to be like, ah, what's wrong with you? Or, or do you really have some compassion? And say, come on, let me help you. Let's pray together. Don't do that, all right? Let's be a church where people can open up, all right? A uh, lot got carried away because he was living in Sodom, which was the city of sin, all right? And as I said, don't give a guilt trip if someone is struggling Let's reach out a hand. Amen? Think, think of what Abraham, understand Abraham was the one that God said, if you'll get out of your country, I will make you, uh, all your descendants will, will be blessed. Now Abraham could have easily just said of his nephew Lot, well, he's got a free will. If that's how he wants to live. I've got a vision of where I'm going. If he's not coming along, that's his problem. You You understand? Can Christians ever be proud when it comes to people falling behind? Yeah. Oh, well, that's their choice. And me, I'm, I'm going to serve. How many of you are glad that when you were fallen, Jesus didn't give up on you? He didn't say, well, just leave them in the dust. Come on. He sent his only son to run after you. Let's have that same heart. Hey, I've seen churches That when people fell away, they just says, well, they're just not going to be part of the vision. Come on, friend. This this is more than a vision. These are people. These are souls that Jesus died for. Can you say amen? Listen to these sad words in Ezekiel. He said, my sheep wandered all over the mountains on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. Now the very fact that they were called my sheep tells me these were God's people. And there was no one that went looking for them. So, Abraham could have made an excuse. But when he heard that Lot had been taken away when Sodom was invaded, here's what it says When Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive. Now, this is interesting because Lot was really his nephew. But here in this scripture, he's referred to as, in other words, family, close. All right. And if you're going to be a fire snatcher, I want to make some points this morning. Number one, you must recognize that we are family. Go on. How many know the person you're sitting next to might be your neighbor in heaven? Yeah. This this is this is our forever family. Alright? Once somebody receives Jesus, they become part of the family. Man, I, I get excited when people receive Jesus. I get excited about what God wants to do. And I get grieved when people don't follow him on. Not, not just because they're not coming to Eastern. Because I know the Bible says the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, are to give you a future and a hope. Something the world can't give you. Come on, somebody. There are brothers. They're our sisters. Ephesians 2.19 says this, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Huh? Galatians 6.10, that's why whenever we can, we should always be kind to everyone, and especially to our Christian brothers. Hey, I really appreciated it. last Sunday night for those of you who were here for our community prayer meeting as various churches in Dundalk got together at Inverness Presbyterian and we, we prayed together and we felt the unity in the house and we had a good representation from Eastern Assembly there. I'm thankful for those of you who were there. Come on, that's our, that's our brothers and sisters. Come on, how many know your neighbor in heaven might be a Baptist? I know I surprised some of you, but that might be true. Come on, your, your neighbor in heaven might be a Presbyterian. There are brothers, there are sisters. Come on, somebody, amen. If they're Spanish, get ready, mi amigo. Amen. If they're from the inner city, hey bro, what's up? If they're from the islands, amen, amen. If they're from Dundalk, I love you, hun. I love you, hun. Come on. Our brothers are sisters. Now notice what Abraham does, all right. So, so one of the reasons we need to reach out to people who've fallen away, they're family, they're our brothers and sisters, in the same way that you would never give up on a wayward son or a wayward daughter, would you? Even if you're estranged, you're praying, you're believing. We're family. When Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive, he, carried, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. So notice this about being a fire snatcher. You may need to utilize some trained men, some trained people to help you. Maybe maybe you can't relate to that person, but you realize they're in a place just like just like I couldn't relate to all the drug addicts when I pastored in Southwest Baltimore, so I'd grab somebody to go with me. Sometimes you need to take somebody with you and get somebody to help you. Are you listening? Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many people I sent to Teen Challenge and New Life for Girls. Because I realized that, that, that just their contact with me wouldn't be enough. That I needed to get them out of the inner city. And in, in a Christ-centered uh, rehabilitation program where they could learn to walk with Jesus. Some of you may not know this guy, Steve Hill. Steve Hill a powerful preacher, was the primary focus, the primary preacher in the Brownsville Revival, led thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people to the Lord. But at one time in his life, he was a, a a just a desperate, so so lost on drugs that his body literally convulsed for several days. And his mom, just in desperation, realized she needed some help. So he called a Lutheran pastor. And the Lutheran pastor came in, and he himself... Didn't know quite what to do. He just looked at Steve and says, look, I just want you to call upon the name. Just say Jesus. 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 And as Steve Hill cried out, Jesus, Jesus, the demonic attack upon his life ceased. And Jesus marvelously saved him and raised him out of that addiction. Come on, somebody. And until the Lord took him home uh, a few years ago, he was a powerful witness. So sometimes in being a fire snatcher you need some help. When Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive he called out the 318 trained men. I know we, we just read this verse a moment ago but there's something else I want you to see about it. These were trained men born in his household. Say born in his household. Listen, if you're going to be a fire snatcher you must be a child of God's house. Now now listen, I don't need a Christian banker to do my banking. I just need somebody who can count the money. Come on. I don't need a Christian barber. I'm not opposed to that. I just need somebody who can cut my hair. I don't need a Christian car mechanic. Now, if your car mechanic's a Christian, wonderful. I'm trying to make a point. But I do want the person who's working on my car to know how to fix a car. But when it comes to fire snatching, when it comes to bringing back people who don't know the Lord, that's going to take somebody who's in the Lord. Because you can't bring them back to what you don't have. You understand? You, you need to be a brother. Listen, when I pastored in Michigan, there was a woman and children who started attending our church. Her name was Para Lee. And I had not seen her for a while, so I decided to stop by her church, her house and just knock on the door and say, Paralee, we miss you. Well, I knocked her on the door, and inside of her house were some Jehovah's Witnesses. Apparently, we've been missing you. I hurt my back, Pastor. been in terrible pain, haven't been around. I, I didn't feel like getting in some kind of argument with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses can't pull somebody back because they don't have what you need to pull somebody back, they don't know Jesus. They don't believe Jesus was the Son of God. They believe He was a man. You understand? And... And so I just simply said, Perry, could I just pray for you and ask God to heal your back? Well, she was back in church that next Sunday with a testimony. Come on, somebody. See, you're you're not just a brother and sister to those who don't know the Lord. If you're walking with God, you're walking in the power of God, and God wants to use you. You have to believe that, church. You have to believe that when you go uh, into that fire to rescue people, that you don't go in there alone. There's a fourth who is the Son of God that's in there with you. Can you say amen? Listen, maybe you're here today, and you've been rescued numerous times from your backsliding. Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad you're here. right? But at what point... Do you move from being the one being snatched to the one who is snatching? All right, I'm going to try this side. At some point, you've got to be grateful enough for the mercy of God that has allowed the door to, to stay open through all of your backslidings that you say, you know, you know what, I'm sticking with Jesus. And I'm going to start reaching out to some of those who are struggling and bring them back home. Can you say amen? All right. When Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive, same verse, another point, he called out the 318 men born in his household, now listen, and went in, what's the next word? Pursuit. All right, if you're going to be a fire snatcher, you're going to have to pursue those who need rescue. You can't wait for the person to call you and say, I'm ready to return to the Lord. You have to go after them because they're blind to the danger that we in. Ask for God's wisdom and go. Now listen. Can that be discouraging sometimes? I'm not ready. What are you doing? Don't talk to me anymore about it. But I still believe God has called us to pursue. Because you never know what somebody's going through at that moment that would cause them to return. Can you say amen? And be reminded, you know, that He, that He is God. God is patient with you. So what should we be with others? We should be not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone, somebody say everyone. Everyone to repent. Listen, where did God, where, eventually Abraham rescued Lot. Where did, where did Lot go after Abraham rescued him? Back to Sodom. You know, Abraham had to rescue him again, in a sense. When, I mean, before, actually, some angels rescued him the second time. Got him out of there. Okay? But notice now. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain, this was later now. He remembered Abraham And he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. Thank God for Abraham's patience with Lot. Amen? Now notice what also happens when Abraham catches up with the kings that had taken them. It says he recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions together with the women and the other people. And I love this point. If you're going to be a fire snatcher, you may sometimes rescue more than you went for. Abraham went after Lot, but ended up rescuing all the people that lived in the city. Think about this. So the Lord puts it on your heart to give a call to somebody that maybe was your friend here at Eastern 30 years ago, and you haven't seen them. Okay? And they come, and and when they come back, they don't just come back, they bring their children. And their grandchildren. Come on, somebody. God, God just needs somebody to go and give him the opportunity to do something. You might even rescue somebody that you didn't even go for. Amen? God help us. He can do it. So I want to ask you today, the musicians, Wayne, you can come. We're about done. When is the last time you attempted a fire snatch? When is the last time you called someone you have not seen for a while? Are you okay? We miss you. Are you and the Lord okay? When is the last time you stopped by to say hi to someone that sat behi- beside you in church and you've not seen in a while? I want to go back to the book of Jude. We read the verse where it says, be merciful to those who doubt. Snatch others from the fire. But I want you to look at the very next verse. If you have any doubt about God's ability to keep us as we reach out to those who need Him. Here's what Jude said, to Him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before His glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Savior be glory, majesty. Power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now, and forevermore. Come on. Is our God able to keep us in this hour as we live for Him, even as we go about attempting to bring others to Him? Absolutely. Would you bow your heads, everyone in the house this morning? And I'm asking you to bow your heads because I want you to look in your own heart and no one else's. I'm not going to assume that everyone in the house today is walking in right relationship with God. You know, coming to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than living in a garage makes you a car. Hello. You know, you know, you can fall away from the Lord while you're going to church. Your heart, the world just, just stealing your heart. And I'm looking for those here today. There, there's two people that know where your heart is this morning. God and you. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now to minister to those in this room that either don't know you, would you call them home? Or maybe somebody here today, Lord, that, that had a very real encounter with you. And they're drifting or they've drifted, that today, God, you would call them home. And if I'm talking to you this morning, on, without hesitation, just want, I want you to raise your hand right now and just say, Pastor, that's me. This morning, I want to commit myself wholly to Jesus. I saw two hands go up right away. Three, come on, others here this morning. Where are you? Where are you? Up in the balcony. I'm looking around this morning. There's no need for anybody to leave this place, not in relationship with Jesus, because he gave his very life and shed his own blood. So that you could be saved, so that your sins could be washed away, and you could enter into a living, walking relationship with Him. I'm looking around one more time. Where are you? Say, Pastor, you're talking to me this morning. This morning I'm going to raise my hand, and this morning I'm going to open the door of my heart, either recommit my life to Jesus, or do it for the very first time. Now listen, if you raise your hand, would you give me the privilege? of praying with you right here to commit or open the door of your heart. If you raise your hand, come on. Everybody's going to just cheer you on. But by taking a step of faith and getting out of your seat, there's just something about that that says, man, I mean business. Come on, if you raise your hand, come meet me here right now. Come on, I saw numerous people. Raise your hand. Somebody, come on. Come on. Jesus, come on. Come on, just... You can just face me. You can just face me. Just make a make a little semi-circle right here. Come on. Thank you, guys. Listen, thank, thank you for being courageous. You know, when, when Jesus walked up to Matthew, the tax collector, he said, follow me. And Matthew had to literally get out of his table to show he was serious. And we're not trying to embarrass you this morning, but there's something about moving that shows I mean business. Okay? I'm, I'm going to ask some of our leaders that are right here. Would you, would you get behind them as we pray this morning? Honey, would you come join me and anybody else? Come on, if you're a deacon or if you're an altar worker, just come and, and stand behind them this morning. Would you do that? Just as a, just lay your hand on their shoulder. Would you do that? Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I'm going to lead you guys in a prayer. I want you to pray with me. The congregation is going to pray with you as support to you. Just, just in sincerity right now, I want you to say, Dear Jesus, I know that I need you. And I ask you to forgive me from wandering from my sin. Take your precious blood and wash me clean right now. I'm just going to pause for a moment because I believe he's doing it right now. Right now, Jesus. Wash it, Lord. Do it, Father. Lord, in a a miraculous, you don't have to pray right now. I'm going to pray for you in a miraculous moment. God, you move somebody from death to life. Do it. Now pray with me. Right now, I open the door of my heart. Come in, Jesus. Walk with me. And I'm going to walk with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Would you get those? Listen. Rob is going to put one of these orange packets in your hand before you go. You can just stay right here. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. And if you're willing to be a fire snatcher this morning, would you get out of your seat and just come to this altar if you're able this morning? Because I'm going to, I'm going to ask the Lord to put somebody in your heart to reach out to this week. And just by coming, you're you're it shows you're willing. Up on the balcony, come on. Just press in. If you have to stay in the aisles, if you're a little skeezed out to get too close, just find a spot away from everybody a little bit. But we'd like you to just just make a move of some kind. It's important. Thank you, Lord. Now listen, I want you to bow your head. I'm going to ask the Lord to put somebody on your heart that you're in relationship with, that you know is away from the Lord. And I'm going to ask God to give you courage in some way to reach out to them this week. Just to say, I've been thinking about you. I've been praying for you. I'd love for you to come to church with me this Sunday. It's time to come home. God, would you use all of us, Lord? I, I can't bear this burden alone of knowing there's people, God, who have sincerely walked with you and have gotten sidetracked, distracted, got fallen away. Lord, would you put on the hearts of those who are open to this in their minds somebody for them to reach out to this week, God? Somebody, God? Show them how they're to reach out, whether it's from a card in the mail, a phone call, a knock on the door. These are your people, God, and you, you can specifically help them to know what they're to do. That this week, God, there'll be a mighty outreach of brothers and sisters reaching out to other brothers and sisters and saying it's time to come home. Do it for your glory, Lord. Do it for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Now listen, the Super Bowl's not to 6 30. You got a lot of time. Could you just could you just hold yourself for a moment? The worship team's going to lead us in a song. Could you just tell God this morning you're thankful that you're His? That you've been rescued? Don't ever take that for granted. Come on, let's give God some praise in the room. Let Him continue to speak to us, please.